Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Clubhouse. My name is Prince. I'm your host, along with DJ and Vieira. What's up, dudes? What's up? Today, we're going to be talking about the difference between freelancing and working a day job. Yeah. yeah nine just, to five? Yeah, the normal nine to five. The grind. Hourly? Sourly? What yeah. a sourly? <laughs> <laughs> Salary. Them sourly boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, have you worked a nine to five? Yes, I have. How long did you do it for? Um, I mean, all through college and then after college for like three and a half years. Ooh, but right. I will say, you always want what you don't have. Yeah. The because there are many green. days I'm like, oh my gosh, what I would love to just, you know, still just be a server at a do. restaurant and just <laughs> yeah. clock out and go <laughs> home and put my feet up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in that position, people look at our type of job. They're like, what? Yeah. You can kind of like be a little flexible, maybe work on Saturdays, but take a nap on Mondays. Right. <laughs> yeah. I hear that all the time, like on, on Instagram stories, people are like, wow, your life looks so good. And I started sharing like just like late night editing and answering emails and just like the things that people don't always see as much mm-hmm. because there's like it's a it's mostly that and there's these other things that are like fun and cool like i feel like our story from today is pretty cool because we're out at prince's place and we've been at the hot springs right doing yeah. all kinds of fun stuff I, I don't think it has to be though um i feel like i've gone through so many different seasons of life where I'm working 18 hour days and a lot of that stuff is like you're just like keeping busy yeah. because you feel like, oh, you're the entrepreneur, you're CEO. And you want to prove to people, yeah. right? And, you know, to be honest, that used to be our culture. Like mm-hmm. AOV used to have a super toxic culture. We had like this workaholic culture to where like yeah. we were just grinding. And like yeah. if you weren't grinding, like you're getting looked at sideways. So yeah. like we'd all just be, you know, texting each other at 2 a.m. and working on things, working on the Shopify, doing this, doing that. And it was awful. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've, I've, I'm happy, you know, at 32 that I've found that by structuring your days and just making space and granted I'm in, in, in this slightly different position nowadays, but making like what are the most important things i forget the name of the book but it's like eat your frog first thing in the morning mm-hmm. like you you basically do the things that you really don't want to do but you just need to get them done and it's like wake up and you can literally jam out four or five hours and be done for the day but it's just like if you're a freelancer <laughs> but our 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 focus i think sometimes uh you know, you just get little distractions and a phone call or this or that. Yeah. And it's like, you don't realize it, but it's like, it ends up being like a 30 minute thing. It's like a five, 10 minute phone call ends up getting up, maybe grabbing a snack, maybe talking to the doc, whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like 30 minutes later, you're back to work. Yeah. Uh, I and I think that's a tough transition, you know, when you're going from like working in an office where, which I think is two part. I think people in offices either work really hard because like they're like in a fishbowl like environment to where they have to be working or they're being tracked or they don't work. (laughs) Yeah. There's people who do nothing. I got a funny story about this. I was on a FaceTime with somebody one time and they literally were moving a computer mouse with their foot just so that their computer could stay awake on Microsoft teams. This was recently, by the way, this is not like a long time ago. 
and they're doing nothing for days at a time. And they're like, yeah, I think I've only sent like two emails the past two days. And I'm just like, and they work a very corporate, like that's so wild government type thing. And I'm like, great. Love to see it. (laughs) We love to see it. I think Uh, that's hilarious. I feel like, but yeah, I feel like for the last few years, it's almost like people get so like, you're so lucky you get to do this, that, whatever. And I used to shy away from even showing the highlights because it was like, well, I'm working hard and I'm doing this. And it was almost like I wanted to prove to everyone how hard I was working or like the late nights, the Saturdays, whatever. But now I'm at a point where it's like, no, own it. This is awesome. Like I worked my butt off to get to a place where I can work really hard for the first four hours in the morning and then go do a yoga session, make my own lunch and then get back at it or have an early Friday. Like why not? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're, you know, I've talked about like a renaissance of responsibility and I think we're, we've been in that. Like we, I feel like we were on the forefront. We were the early adopters of like this whole train of basically like taking control of your life. Uh, but with remote work booming, um, you're seeing a lot of creators that are, that are having to come into this role of like, Holy cow. I have like all, like I have to hold myself accountable and I need to be a lot more responsible with my time because I don't have anyone. I'm not clocking in. I don't want to look on my shoulders. Like I have like a lot of work that I need to get done and I don't really have a process for it. And so I think you have a ton of people learning, you know, how, especially COVID knocked everyone into work at home. And so I think a lot of people are having a huge learning curve as far as how to be efficient. And I think there's ways that help structure your day. You know, we've talked about getting up early, like winning the morning, uh, especially like, especially when you're really trying to like create the patterns and you're trying to train yourself, like winning the morning is a huge thing. A lot of people, I think it's hard for a lot of creatives to, to just, to want to get up because a lot of creatives end up staying up late and they're doing creative things and then they'll sleep in. Um, but it's just tough waking up foggy and, and sleepy and the morning drags out and all of a sudden it's 1 PM before you really do anything. And as a creative, it's like, you know, business, especially as a freelancer, if you're looking to get clients and stuff, people are up 8 AM, 8 30, 9 AM sending emails, and especially corporate like that. They're doing emails super early for the most part. And then they're, they're, they're in meetings and doing things the rest of the day. It's rare that, um, you know, that they'll be sending emails out After, in the middle of the yeah, day, yeah. Uh, unless it's someone that's, you know, unless you're dealing with someone higher up, they have a little bit more flexibility, but nonetheless, you got to get up and win those mornings. Um, and I think that's a, a huge, a huge start for anyone that is working at home is, is figuring out some type of morning routine. Do you guys want to maybe talk about a morning routine? Well, it doesn't matter if you have one right now, but like a, during a time, like when you needed it, like what was a morning routine that worked really well for you? Well, I take calm at night. <laughs> oh yeah. We talked about this. So, It'll knock you out. Yeah. It knocks me it's out. It's like magnesium, melatonin. Yeah. Makes you But I sleep fall so yeah. good. And then. Does it give you vivid dreams? Honestly, I haven't been dreaming much lately, mm. which has been really interesting because I'm a big dreamer. Yeah. We- <laughs> take that as you will. Dreamer. Take it as you will. But um, I, so now in the mornings I like get up and, even if I, <laughs> this sounds so stupid, but I'll literally just run around the block. Like if I have like a morning to get to, like if I need to get going, mm-hmm. I'll just get up and run like not even 10 minutes. It's probably not even a mile, but it's just to like get my system up and going. And then 
I will start my pot of coffee, make two slices of bacon and then two eggs, and then make my bulletproof coffee. And basically that just like gets me going. It's like once I like checkbox, checkbox, checkbox. Yep. And then I'm good to go. And then you're just in that checkbox flow. Yeah. The rest of the day. Just and then if zooming. I'm in the middle of the day and I feel like I'm in a rut, I will get up and do dishes or start a load of laundry just to like keep feeling like I'm doing something. Right. What about your approach? DJ, you're, you're probably the least structured, not in a bad yeah. way, but you're, yeah. you're obviously more He's on the just, creative yeah super creative side so my, what about my mornings are like jazz no, <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. no i actually uh i've been going to workout classes in the morning so i've been getting up at seven going to work this- out and then uh after that which which really helps so i'm up by like i'm off of the class by eight every day and so i will go to a coffee shop or to my house and i'll make a list of all the stuff that i got to do and lately i've been super busy and so you've been getting a lot. Honestly, you have. Bl- I was just telling Tess this. You've blown my mind lately. Yeah, just power, powering through right now. He's just crossing it's, the things off the list. It's one of those seasons. I feel like where it's a time to like build momentum. And this is something that I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit. It's like when you first start freelancing or when you're trying to get to a new level, you kind of have to like push through and do a little bit extra, like a little bit more than you normally would. And I feel like there's always, there's like the plateaus, but then there's like the push times. And I feel like when you first start freelancing, it's kind of like that where you're like, what do I do? Uh, for me, when I, when I was at trailhead, even when I didn't have a lot of stuff to do, I would still go into the office every day and I would be like, okay, I need to email 10 people today or I need to go talk, go literally just walk around and talk to businesses um, or I need to follow up with people, but I would just go into the office at the same time every day and kind of make that kind of routine. Like, like you had talked about just to not to, not to just feel productive, just to be productive, but to get myself in a flow where I just knew that when that time came, it was time to work. And I feel like that kind of like starts to, it just starts to build momentum and then you grow and then you kind of get used to that routine. But then when it's time to level up, you have to you have to have that extra push again. And this has been one of those seasons where I'm like time for an extra push. So I've been, been pushing. Good job. I yeah. see you yeah. push it to the limit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Turning it up to 11. No, that's awesome. Um, I think, so I think there's two parts. There's, I've noticed there's times in my life where I get up super early. I'm up at, you know, 5am, 5.30am or I'm up like at, 7 a.m. and I'm doing more prepping like the night before. So I feel like I'm either up super early and I can do all my prepping and all that stuff in the morning or I'm up later, but the night before I'm, I write down what I need to get done tomorrow and stuff. So I'm aware of what, kind of what's going on already. Um, but for me personally, getting up and before I started doing yoga, I used to just get up and hop straight in the shower and I'd take, uh, cold showers every morning and cold showers just really shocks the body. Like it really, I mean, if you've ever been in cold water, what does it do? Like it instantly just brings you into the present moment. You're just like, okay, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm up. What are we doing? Uh, and so I do that and then I, um, normally get some breath work in. Like, so I go outside and just get some fresh air, especially in the morning. It's nice. 
catch a little sunrise action, hear the birds he's singing. Like, it's super peaceful. He's dead like, serious. Yeah. I just want to say I have seen him in min, like many mornings. We would like stay at a cabin for like a retreat or some shoot. And I'll feel like I'm the first one awake and I'll go outside with my coffee and Prince is sitting breathing. <laughs> literally <laughs> eyes closed, full and full meditation mode. Like he, it, he's not a talker. He like actually does this stuff yeah. and it's, it shows cause you are the most like calm person I know, but you can Thank get you. fired up real quick in like in a, a really good way. You know how to like hone in on your energy. Just breathing. I don't even like the word energy, but you know what I mean. You know how to hone in. Um, I have those moments at night. I have that, like, there's, like, a moment at night where, like, no one's online. Everything's quiet. It's that flow. Kids are asleep. And there's a moment, like, it happens every day. But there's a time where it's just, like, quiet. And I'm like, I could read. I could literally do anything right now. That's 530. Yeah. That's the 530 a.m. Same same vibe. 530 a.m. You can get more done between 530 and... 8 30 then people will get done all day because it's just dead silent so for me i don't i think a lot of people too like and i don't i don't i'm not a big proponent of like get up earlier so you can work more like a a lot of people will just jump up and like get to work and i used to do that and i feel like it's terrible because you're just like in a crappy mood you're just working it's like like the mornings the mornings are yeah (laughs) the mornings are for you and so get up shower hit that breath work now I, I make my avatar juice every morning and so that's my spirulina <laughs> spirulina matha powder uh what else um my greens uh some matcha cacao powder uh liquid chlorophyll and <laughs> chia seeds and that literally chlorophyll is great though i've been doing the yeah. chlorophyll too and that's the av- that's the avatar juice it's fire um and you you put that stuff up ooh, and so that i mean to be honest that gives me like all day energy i don't eat anything normally just don't eat until dinner and i'm just like flying off of that uh get in the shower get ready write down what i want to do for the day and then just kind of jam out into that. But I take my take my time with my yoga. Take my time with my reading. Like I take like I take care of my. It's like investors always say, pay yourself first. Yeah. Um, if you ever like listen to like entrepreneurs give older entrepreneurs give younger entrepreneurs advice, they t- they tell them they're like, yo, pay yourself first, because um, a lot of people don't do that. Yeah, taking care of yourself in the morning is like that same concept. Yeah. Like put yourself first <laughs> before yeah. you put yeah. like the rest of the world yeah. first and like take care of yourself and love yourself and you'll be able to do yeah. really, you'll be a great person in the world and you go out and you'll be happy daily and you'll take care of business and, and not I, yeah. be a menace. I see it like sharpening a knife before you cook. It's like, you know, knives get dull and you kind of, when you sharpen a knife, like this is the way that when I'm, when I'm cooking, I always sharpen the knife because it makes the whole process easier. You can cut things like there's yeah. nothing worse than having a dull knife. So I always just keep a knife sharpener and I'm like, shh, 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 shh. and it's time to cook. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Makes so things good. morning routines, what else, uh, major differences from freelance to, or from nine to five to freelance? Well, for, I was, a, I was a really bad, uh, nine to five employee. Like I worked for an agency and it was like, eight ish to like six ish were like when people were mostly working and it was very kind of like that toxic working culture. And it was 100% not for me. And I started to like, 
I was working on campaigns and stuff where I got to travel a little bit and have like a different schedule than everybody else. But I told, I told them coming in that like the structure was not really for me. And like, I think that especially for creatives, the, the hours of like, this is when you have to be creative until this time is like very rigid and it doesn't necessarily work for everybody. And I enjoy the freedom, like kind of like you were saying of just being able to make your own schedule and like, do do the things that you want to do and like make make yourself a priority but also make your family a priority and the things that are important to you like it gives you that freedom and i think you can have that at a nine to five but you kind of have to have good coworkers, and you kind of give up a level of control when you when you do that to where like you could get like a middle manager who comes in above you and they're kind of shitty and then it can like change your whole working experience and you kind of feel out of control and that's the, that's the reason that I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Right, nine to five is tough. You know, I think I'm I'm always super happy for anyone that has like a nine to five that they genuinely love. And I have lots of friends that really enjoy what they do. Um, but it's it's challenging. I think you know a lot of creatives are sensitive people in general, and you like just throw a sensitive person into like this big like you know, a corporation type building with tons of people and lots of different things going on. And, uh, you don't really feel that important a lot of times. And it can be a tough, you know, it can be a tough environment, I think for a lot of people, um, especially for creatives. And it just, and if you really think about it, the, the corporate world is all about the logic thinking, logical thinking and that side of the brain. And so, a lot of times creatives just aren't really that respected in the workplace. So it's like kind of like, it's just a weird place for creatives to be sometimes, unless you work at an organization that it's all about, you know, innovation and creativity and honors that, you know, but, um, yeah, I think making the, the move to freelance, I think, I don't think it's for everyone. I think there's a lot of people that should like, most definitely go find like a rad job doing creative things for like a cool company that you'd love to work with. Um, but then there's certain people that I think are really talented and, and have a ton of potential and probably wouldn't be the best fit in like that structured environment. They should definitely go and do freelance. So if you're on the fence, uh, yeah, here's what I would say. I think that when you freelance, and you have the ability to work with different teams over and over again. I know this, it was this way for me. I picked up different skills and habits and like different lingo on set and like all of these things, especially for being on set, like whether you're a photographer or videographer, but working with different people on set kind of pushes you into like a different frame of mind. And I, I did something like that this week where I was like working with like a different like crew than the AOV crew. And it was just interesting. Like, I'm like, okay, we do things this way. They do things this way. And like, what can I take from this experience and like be better because of it? And like, maybe there were places where I personally was like falling through the cracks and I'm like, okay, I see that. And it just, as a freelancer, I think that's the biggest benefit to it is like, you can see where your holes are and you can learn and grow and like develop really fast. That, that's how it was for me. It was like these back-to-back-to-back-to-back projects where you're like jumping into one thing into another. But like those times sharpen you, I feel like, more than any other time. 
And so sink or swim type. Exactly. And just networking and, and, and being around other people and putting yourself, a lot of people are scared to put themselves around people that are better than them because it's scary. Um, but I think forcing yourself into situations where there's people who could just absolutely destroy you like creatively is a good thing because it makes you like rise to the occasion. For sure. I also think like anyone that's wanting to leave their nine to five to, to freelance, I know that can be pretty frightening for most people. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting ways to look at it. You know, you could have six months worth of savings. You could wait until you have a year's worth of savings. You could do it with no savings. Like everyone's wired different. So I think you really got to reflect, like self-reflect. Um, I'm wired differently. Like I'm one of those people that just like no net, no savings, no nothing. And I'm just like, there is no plan B. Like this is plan A is plan A and that's all we got. And so, yeah. uh, but at the, at the same time, I struggled a lot and, 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 and went through a lot of challenging things. But it's at the same time, because I struggled and went through a lot, it forced me to just like have to like, like I'm in the game. It's yeah. like you have to just figure this stuff out real time. There's no, there's no laid back chilling because you just like yeah, when you're your own boss it'll put a fire under your yeah. butt well you'll drown yeah. like when you realize you're in charge of your income like it's cool yeah. it's cool until all of a sudden like cool you're like the rent's due. I don't, yeah <laughs> and then you're like i don't have any money oh, like this yeah. is like Oops. what's going on yeah uh, and you realize like this is like this is no joke and so i think it's important to i would say this if you're if you're one of those t- creatives that's like i'm terrified of sales like you should for sure have a at least a six months worth yeah. of savings. Yeah. Um, if you're one of those people who's just like, I love people and all like, cause it's, it's sales, it's sales, 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 sales. When you first go into freelance, you need income coming in. So if you feel very confident that you can bring in the income, then you're in a different you know ballpark. Uh, but if you don't, you should most definitely take a slower approach into it. Yeah. I always, I always heard that you should, if you have a side hustle, if you work a normal job, you have a side hustle. Nine and to five, five to nine. <laughs> well, and you're wanting to leave, you should, before you leave the security of your job, you should be making about 50% of what you're making at your job. Yeah. Because then that means that if you had 50% more time, essentially you could double your income. And so the idea is like, that's kind of like, I feel like the safest way to do it because then it's like kind of a safe bet. You're like, okay, at least I have half my income. And get some people on retainer exactly. before you yep. give her two no, weeks. And when do you do that when you have a nine to five? You do that at your five to nine. Yep. You know, exactly. so it's like you, it's double yeah. time. You work that nine to five, you get home, and then five to nine, yeah. you're on that. Yeah, it should be a pretty easy hop over. That's a, for me, that's, I was kind of getting to where I'm like, oh, wait a second. Like, I can do yeah. this. Yeah. But yeah, mm. it's, I think network too is so important. Like when you work at a company, I just think so much value for a freelancer is in their network alone. It's like that with film people. And I think it's like that with photographers and just other people, especially in the creative, but like you bring and this is a, this is something where people really undervalue their network. If you know a lot of people and you have access to a lot of people from like a professional standpoint, that's actually super valuable for a company or for another company that you're like freelancing for. Like if you're a videographer, but you know, a copywriter, a graphic designer and somebody who does audio, you actually bring a ton of value because they're having to search for all of those other parts and pieces to build out a team for a project. And so that was when I left the the agency that I was working for, 
I had like this crazy network that I had built and that network basically was like my safety net when I left. And so like whether it was past clients, like people that I had worked with, different contractors, whoever, like if you leave a good impression and have a good reputation, like people are, they're like excited when you go to, when you switch to freelance, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, cool. Like we can work with you now. Mm -hmm. And it's like not weird. And so... And yeah, your reputation's everything. And that's on a that's on a local level too. Yeah. I think that the beautiful thing about, you know, the time the era that we live in now is we have the internet and we have things like Fiverr and Upwork and all these different online freelancing workplaces where you can you can get work. Um I know I used Fiverr when I had first left my uh job in like two thousand and thirteen. I was on Fiverr. And I was just honest, like I made a video. I'm just like, Hey, I'm Prince. I just quit my job. This is what I love to do. And this is my dream. And I'm really good at these things. And I can like, let me help you. And you guys can help me like make my dream come true by paying me. Like, yeah. and it just worked. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and so I, started, I, see that I, video. <laughs> I can imagine. And so, but <laughs> Just being authentic paid off and I, I started picking up work and uh, I started doing tons of videos and then people started contacting me outside of Fiverr like, like what's your email? Next thing you know I'm getting flown out to, to, at gmail.com. to Philadelphia <laughs> and I'm shooting freaking music videos for Quilly Mills, freaking Meek Mills little brother, Quilly. Uh, Sounds I'm, dude, I'm, I'm like literally I'm in the freaking I'm on, nephew, I'm on the I'm literally <laughs> dog walkers and i'm out in philly bro i'm i'm literally in the thicket of it just shooting these music videos just like wow what a lot like where like literally just like bro i cannot believe i'm really here right now but but uh nonetheless that i ended up building this amazing relationship with this guy who shot all these music videos in town but no one knew that he couldn't edit so i literally was his like like how drake scott quentin meals or quentin Quentin what? What's his name? His ghostwriter. He's got, you know, Drake got caught up in, there's some beef with a bunch of rappers because he has a ghostwriter. But nonetheless, I was this man's ghost. Like, everyone thought he was editing the dopest music videos and no one had any idea. Some dude named Prince in Arizona who he was just shipping the footage off. But I I could care less. I'm like, bro, I'm getting paid. (laughs) But that that networking thing is, is, I would say... It's huge. As a freelancer, it's the most important thing. You Taking do. care of people. Even, well, I think a lot of people don't realize too that these online, I, I think a lot of people treat online transactions differently. But the reality is if you treat online transactions the same way you would treat an in-person transaction, you can end up building these relationships and building this network and all, like whether it's them feeding you a bunch of work or them start telling their friends or other employees yeah. or whatever, you'd be surprised how quick, like, you can get like an online network and have a very stable yeah. stream of income. Yeah. Well, that's how I met Tess was like probably at some kind of networking event, but she goes to all kinds of networking stuff and just puts herself out there and will go by herself if she has to. And I think that's like really, it's, it's the most important thing that you can do. It's For like, sure. it's who, you know, and you bring, you bring those, it's like kind of like collecting baseball cards. It's like, you're like, Oh, I got an editor. I got this person. I got that person. You need that? I got a window guy. Like, I love having, like, a Rolodex of, like, different people who do different stuff. I know you do two prints because it's, like, you can accomplish anything because you're, like, cool. We got a remodel. We need to build some furniture. Yeah, I needed to to get my couch reupholstered, and I'm, like, Prince, he's, like, 
He's on 34th and Jin. But that's, I think that's the best. That's, Maybe that's a dad thing. That's why you want to make an impression too. On, on I don't have any guys on everyone because you never know when you never know when you might need to reach back out to them yeah, uh, or hit them up or send a friend or whatever it may be. And uh, impressions matter. Yeah, got a guy for every. That's a, that's just a life lesson. Have someone for for everything. Because I think a lot of people network. Em- like dude empty networking and i and i i, I sh- like i used to be open to people and like would just like allow them to you know talk i just shut people down now um if they if you come at me with some nonsense and i can tell you're just like you're just trying to get at me and and get a card and like be on your way or what then like i'm cool yeah uh and so i i think that's bad networking like hey what do you do cool cool that's yeah. great can i have a business card nice to meet you what i'm going to send you, what was your name again <laughs> Cool. I'm gonna send you an email. Yeah. I'd love. I'd, we should be working together. What? Wait. Hold on. What was that guy's? Did anyone get that guy's name? What's he do? Yeah. <laughs> He's a real estate guy. It, I don't even do anything in real estate. This <laughs> always happens at networking things. I've I've been with Tess at some of them too, where it's like there's like this genuine group of people connecting, and then like a Steve comes in and he's like, "Hello," and he has to like <laughs> shake everyone's hand. He just like just read a book about networking, and he's like looking everyone in the eye, and I'm like, "Your eye contact's kind of intense, bro. <laughs> like calm oh, down." And they're like, "Oh," Steve. writing people's names down, and I'm just like, "Just just be normal." Just be normal. There's always I, I, one guy. I will say Don't this. I will say this. <laughs> or girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm hit or miss, but there was an era in my life where I realized that I was bad at remembering people's names. And this is a time in my life where I was just like around so many people all the time. And I just was like, dude, it's a lot. And so I ended up Chester Santos out of uh, San Francisco. He's the world memory champion. I, I connected with him, went and dapped him up, shot some, got his content right, and he got my he got my mind right with the, how to memorize things. Wait, does does everybody know who Chester Santos is? Yeah, he's the world. Check him out, dude. Chester Did you Santos. Know that? Is he a celebrity? No, I didn't. Oh, he said it as if it was like Michael Jordan. Yeah. Well, I, I met I mean, up with Chester. Like you know, Chester Santos. You guys all know Chester sure Santos, right? For real. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry, um, sorry. I. I mean, you guys watch sports. I'll I watch. I watch the World Memory Championships. I'm kidding. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I was at sport yeah. clips the other day, and I was like, "This is a lot. I can't watch sports." The, the coolest thing I've ever done at a networking event. I show up at this networking event in Tempe, and there's probably about twenty three, twenty four people, and I remembered every single person's name, and I was speaking. I was the guest speaker at the networking event. Nice. And so I sit down on the, on the little stage and I'm just like, Hey, you know, appreciate everyone coming out. Joe, Matt, Michael, Shanti. But I name every single person off. I kid you not. Everyone looked at each other like whole, like Standing if you ovation. can remember, if you can remember, seriously, if you can remember like a group of people's names in these, in these situations, you instantly get, you're just on a different level. They're just like, yeah. holy cow, like this person, like who is this? Who is this guy? Who is this person? He must be a genius. Um, and even if you don't, and, and I do that to a lot of times to people, even people that I don't know, I, you know, I just treat everyone really well. Yeah. People well, makes, like to like, it makes you feel important. I think that's the biggest thing, especially it's when like, it's genuine. Yeah. You're just yeah. like, yeah, like treat everyone really like people remember that you know why because most people are shitty and so yeah. when you're like just kind you know why 
and <laughs> listen when you're just kind yeah. and listen to people yeah. and you're just like present yeah like they remember that's why people like you ever wonder like why strangers pretty much are so excited to see you and you're like don't even remember? it's because you were really nice to them and yeah. like listen and that and so when they see you they're like that's their feeling about you it's like mm-hmm. hey Vieira, or like that's yeah. that person i love that person like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know well and i think it's so important what other people say about you like that's i mean that is your brand essentially yeah but like i've known people who and there's people in my life like this now where it's like people don't necessarily always have the greatest things to say about them behind their back and i I pay attention to that a lot because i think that that is really telling of of who that person is and like i want to be somebody who's like whenever somebody's talking about me they have at least one good thing to say hopefully uh but it's like you just don't want to be that guy who's like, oh yeah, they really let me down on this or they're like this way. They're really great. They're super nice, but there's this thing. And like, I don't ever want to be that person. So I'm like trying to be like, and it's not like striving, but it's just like do right by people and they'll have good things to say about you. Mm-hmm. I feel like people always have good things to say about Vieira. Oh, what? Yep. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything bad about Vieira ever. That's good. You've heard yeah. bad things about me? I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you Prince guys is, are just Prince being is polarizing. Nice to me. But the people that love Prince like really love Prince. They're like raving fans. Oh yeah, and then there's some people who just don't really mess with Prince. I'm just. <laughs> I think because it's because it, it's who he is, and it can be intimidating right. to people. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's you can tell a lot about someone if they get squirmy for sure. around. I'm like, oh, you can't, you cannot handle being around like a man. Yeah, I, I, I'm just I purposely to, about you specifically. Thank you, and. I, and to be honest, I think if you most anyone that's doing something is polarizing. Yeah, for like sure. there's no one that's just like if you're doing things, not everyone's gonna love you. Some yeah. people just dislike you just because they hate because they hate you just because they like, need to be more polarizing. Bucket. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, and I'm sure you do your thing, but I'm sure like you're sure you. you got beef with somebody. I got you. Let's air it out. But. But Let's, if I've, you got beef with Vieira, call, call us. Call at, what's the number? <laughs> I guess, but there's also like some people are just like you're nice. Like I've seen you be like nice to people probably that don't even deserve it. To where like I have no problem just being like, no, yeah, <laughs> like stop. stop. What? Yeah. What do you mean? No, just stop. Yeah, just stop everything. Just, <laughs> just quit. I've seen <laughs> like, it. I've seen it. It's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of similar in that way of like when I go into a room, I know there's people that I vibe with and there's always a few people that I don't vibe with. And like my goal is to not hurt their feelings, but like just to vibe with the people I vibe with. For sure. But sometimes you just got to go against the grain a little bit. That's how I am now. Yeah. Now I'm just, I flow like water in the past. (laughs) In the past, I used to dude. in the past. I'm not like, I would just look someone yeah, straight in the there. eye and not blink and just like, just overpower them just yeah. by like, just, oh, pre- just no, presence. He, oh and, my and, gosh. And yeah. He used to scare me so much. And knew and, and just be like <laughs> drilling into people and, and just, and just control a freaking corner of the room yeah. and just be like, and just loving it. Oh yeah. And sometimes, I mean, I used to do when I get bored. <laughs> You no, know? yeah, he has. You have Life's authority when you walk into a room. You can change the atmosphere and like move things. Or, like that, you definitely have that over you. Like this reverence. That's to where it's like, uh, but it used to terrify me. 
I think you didn't really use it maybe in the best right. way. But you have seriously, you do flow like water now. Yeah, it is crazy to me now to just see love. like I walk everything. In and it's like yeah. Bumblebees and shit are flying around. Like <laughs> butterflies, maybe not bumblebees. <laughs> Twelve doves. They're, stop, they're, they're stopping yeah. to get yeah, that next Honestly, yeah. whenever I like talk about Prince and people are like, oh, his name's Prince. Like maybe they haven't met him. And they're like, I'm picturing like this guy walking in, you know, like full suit, like doves flying. Like I'm like, no, that is him too. Like that. <laughs> Prince is Prince. <laughs> it's who he is. But um nonetheless, networking brand basically yeah just just realize the more people you can like i call it the law of affection so the more people that you can positive positively affect the the exponential back end of that whether it's if you can make a million people laugh you're gonna have a lot of money if you can help a ton of people you're gonna have a lot of help and people are gonna want to help you and so like not only is it, it's not about just connecting with people, it's like affecting people. So like, yeah. whether it's listening to yep. people, making people laugh, Validating making them cry, people. help, like working through the, a project with them, whatever it may be, just like, if you can, the more positive affection you can place on individuals, mm -hmm. just realize like you have, it's like a fishing, it's like a, a pole, a fishing pole. You just got all these poles all around the city and you never know. When something might happen, mm -hmm. and, it, and it helps to to have that type of yeah, like network, I guess yeah. you know, net, yeah, work. network. Are you gonna network? Every everything you do too as a freelancer is your brand. What people have to say about you, what you post online. Like th this under is promise over deliver. Can yeah. we start there? Yeah. That's a big one. I'm so sick and tired of these great <laughs> promising the whole world. <laughs> uh, Let's just and, name and, them and, off right now. Give so, me your top it's, three. It's, it's so funny too, because like people, oh, I have that to you Wednesday and I'm just like, cool. Like Friday's good. Like I, I, I'll even give things space because I just know, you know, um, creatives, I think, we constantly shoot ourselves in the foot with that. Like you gotta just like, like that's the easiest thing. If you can just do what you, if you just do what you say you're going to do, you will be so successful. You'd be like, I'm not even joking. If you just deliver, if you deliver consistently good work, you will be successful. Yep. That simple. You could fail on all other things, but the people that you do have, if you just keep delivering, work that's good and on time i promise you you're winning yeah and like the freedom you can't beat the freedom yeah i don't know you can't beat the freedom and when you do great work clients want to keep paying you yeah you know or they want to try to hire you they want to try to offer you you know a job or put you on a retainer um but if you're prioritizing your own specialty projects or making up excuses or you're not following through. Yeah. Or you just get in your head, you know, I've been there and like editing is one of those weird things where like, we're all yeah. editors in this room. Like we've all edited. There's been many nights where I've just been editing for 17 hours straight. And all of a sudden I'm looking at this video and I don't even know if it's any good. Yeah. Like I'm, <laughs> lo I'm it, lost. Yeah. I'm yeah. lost. Like I don't even know what planning on. I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. And sometimes it, 
and, and you get into that and you're like, oh, I can't send this. I don't, it's not, yeah. and it's just like. There's a name, there's actually a name for that. It's called the thrashing. There's like this point, there's a couple of points like through this whole creative process. Usually it's like bigger projects, but there's like the dark night of the soul. And yeah. That's like where you basically hit rock bottom on a project and you're like ready to give up on it. And then there's the thrashing, which is like when it's kind of being fleshed out a little bit, maybe it's like closer to being done, but you kind of have this point where you're like really indecisive on it. And usually the more you care about the project, the more thrashing that happens because you're just flipping back and forth and you're like, oh, I don't know about this. You're like afraid to move forward in any direction. And like you have to understand yourself to some level to like go there's literally like this whole psychological process that happens when you make something artists people who paint do this it's the whole thing it's like you start something with all of this ambition and like anything's possible and whatever and you start putting paint on paper and you start making something and then you're like wow this is the ugliest thing i've ever seen i hate this and then you're like well it's not so bad maybe i need to finish and especially if you're getting paid you're like okay i have to finish <laughs> and so then you have this like whole back and forth process and you like overcome that and then like finish the project and then there's like feedback and then you're like oh great now they hate it and it's like this whole like cycle but if you understand that before you go into it you don't let go and i think that's what happens is people let go or they're like the thrashing's too much for them and then they give up because they have uh, like fatigue from making decisions or right. like they're just scared and then they, they just don't deliver because they're scared. And I think a lot of work gets to that point and then never makes it. A lot of book, like authors are that way. Well, I painters. think a, lo- a lack of process. I, yeah. I noticed yeah. for myself, like in the past, like when I'd run into that, that situation, it was mainly because instead of doing a process and being like, okay, here's the sequence, send a client, get that yeah, approved. Okay. Here's the first edit. It. It's raw. There's no color. There's no, this, how's it look great. Cool. And like, it's just like an architect when they, could you imagine if an architect was like, all right, you ready to rock yeah. and roll? And it's just like, stop by in six months and check out your, your house. You're and you're just like, what? And you just show up and you're like, bro, what the hell? Did yeah. you- <laughs> Why did you change the, the door? Oh, we just thought it looked way better over yeah. here. And you know, the sun comes this way and it'd be reckless, but that's what we do as creatives. Right. So it, it's, we take a project to completion and then send it. Um, or we get terrified. Like we're afraid because we did too much. We haven't had any feedback and yeah. we don't really know if it's, it's like, Hey, keep it simple, yep. share with them your, your process yep. and keep them in alignment. And it gives you confidence. You got to realize a lot of people don't want feedback, but what they don't, what they're missing is that feedback is a confidence boost. Yeah. And so when you have that closed feedback loop, it's like, Hey, here's the sequence. Oh my gosh, we love the sequence, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, Oh sweet. Yeah. I'm on the right path. This feels good. And then you have that boom, boom, boom. If, if you ask the right questions up front, it's a yes. lot easier to deliver work because you're not shooting in the dark. You already know the direction you're going and you're not like building a house that's just way off base. And right. so when you can when you can ask and plan, I think that's that's where so many people fall flat. It's Discovery. Like they don't plan. They don't actually understand what they're doing before they do it, but they just do it anyway and they're literally like off it's it's like following the wrong map and you're off somewhere else and the client expects you to be there. Um and just ask the right questions understand how to take critical feedback and how to ask for feedback. Cause there's sometimes where you can get sign off on something. You can be like, Hey, we're going to shoot this. Let's just say it's like all vertical. We're going to shoot this thing all vertical. Are you cool with that? There's going to be some shots that are vertical. 
there's going to be a few that are horizontal. Here's the ones instead of just shooting the whole thing vertical and then like being screwed, you just ask the right questions right. and it's easier and easier to execute. Um, the other thing is every launch, every time you launch a creative project, whether that's you drop a video, you release a set of photos, you post them online, um, whether it's like finishing a recording for somebody, anytime you deliver something and you put it out into the world, I feel like you build momentum. And the more that you do that and the more frequently you can do that, the easier it gets. And there comes a point where it's like not that hard anymore because people know what to expect. And then also you have your process dialed to where you can just create and it like flows out of you. But I feel like when you take a break from making stuff, you kind of have to rebuild that momentum and that's okay. And you're going to feel like you ought there's, I feel like for me, and I don't know if you you guys feel this, but there's always a point like where I'm like, wow, I'm not even good at this. I should probably just not do it or I shouldn't launch it. Or like, maybe we just save this idea for another time, but mm -hmm. it's like not for right now. But the more times you do that, the more you launch, you get better at launching. Like, like life, everything in life, I feel like it's just a series of launches. And you're just building momentum all through your life. Facts, bro. Yeah. Every Green morning. Light. Every morning I'm launching, bro. <laughs> launching all the time. Yeah. I'm launching even when I don't want to launch. Just launching. Yeah. Just launching out of bed. Just. <laughs> <laughs> launch time. Yeah. I'm going to start carrying a launch watch. I need a launch watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's just constantly. Why is your watch launching constantly three, counting down and beeping? <laughs> it's because I'm constantly launching. Yeah. I launch at, at, at on 11th minute of every hour I'm yeah. launching. Perfect. Um, we should launch this podcast. Yes. We should. End of it. Yes. Because the pizza downstairs just I launched, pizza. I think. It sounds fire. Yeah. Um, good luck on making the jump from freelance or from nine to five to freelance or from freelance or to from nine freelance to, to nine to five. Uh, we just want to see you guys successful in your journey, whatever uh, path you guys choose. Uh, feel free to holler at us on Instagram at art of visuals. And uh, that's a wrap. We'll be sure to be back next week.